Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. My name is Darian Douglas, and this is The Working Artist Project. Tonight, me and Greg, we back. What's up, Greg? Good evening, Mr. Douglas. How are you? It's uh, nice to see you on this virtual Monday. That's right, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited, man. We got a lot going on. We, we, we moving and shaking around here, bro. Shaking, shaking and grooving. It's almost like we're back to normal, right? <laughs> almost. Yeah, man. So today we got a special guest, but before we introduced our guest, um, we got some housekeeping to do. And so we got to talk about our camp that's happening that is now completely 100% free. So if you're a music educator or a music student, or you just want to hang out with a bunch of jazz musicians all day, you can uh, check out our camp at secondlinearts.org. This is our fifth year hosting the Sanaa Music Workshop. And uh, yeah, because of COVID, we wanted to make that thing free, which is our second year in a row. So that means y'all got to donate some money so we can keep this going, keep the musicians working. Right, Greg? And we've been really lucky this year to, um, you know, we, we've been fortunate to, to receive a couple grants and uh, we've been especially fortunate to receive a lot of uh, private donations from people Absolutely. this year. So this this year is, is specifically happening for free because of the generous donations of um, a select few who who believe in us and uh, we really appreciate it. And we're looking to, to create an, an amazing, amazing camp experience this summer. Yeah, because, because of organizations like uh, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Foundation and uh, EPNO, we, we can bring the music to the people for free. Totally. Um, so yeah, so y'all go to our website, secondlinearts.org and sign up and come get this free knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on a, oh, oh, what? Go ahead. It's not, it's, it's not free knowledge. It's million dollar knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're it's but, but, we're, but we're giving it away to anyone who uh, is willing to do a million dollars worth of work. Come on now. Speaking of million dollar knowledge, man, um, we also have a, a mailing list and or a newsletter, I should say. And we want y'all to sign up for it so you can go to our website at uh, secondlinearts.org slash newsletter. Sign up for that. And every week, either me or Greg, we drop a, a billion dollar idea. <laughs> I got a I got a uh, estimate on this. A billion dollar idea. Are you just going to uh, say, is a newsletter just going to say, don't play music? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> don't play, don't pay a hundred thousand dollars for a liberal arts degree. That, yeah, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress. Hey man, uh, let, why don't we welcome one of the most prolific, uh, I would say creators, man. Cause this cat is, is beyond a musician in my opinion. Yeah. And he, He's just a creator, man. He, he's he's like he's really mastered so many things in I think the existence, the human condition, you know, and it and it exudes through his music. And, and as soon as Greg and I got on the calls tonight, he was like, "I think this is the best cat we ever had on the show." 
it was it was, it was crazy because like you know I, I don't personally know george but um yeah. I, i've just kind of been ex, uh, exposed to him via the website and, and the stuff he has online but it's it's crazy because there's like a there's just like a whole experience kind of discovering him uh, via the internet. It's not just the records online. There's a there's a visual experience. There's an emotional experience. There's some philosophy. There's all kind of stuff in it. And it's, it's really just amazing. Amazing. I can't Absolutely. wait to uh, dig into it. Absolutely, man. Why don't we go ahead and get George on here? Uh, why don't you guys help us welcome the one and only George Burton to the Working Artist Project? George, you there? What's up, man? I'm here. I'm here. What's up, y'all? I'm good. Everything's good. How you doing, George? I'm alive. I'm alive. You alive? <laughs> I keep. I'm, I keep it very simple like that. I'm, I'm alive. Next day, hey. keep it rolling. Keep it moving. And we still here, man. So we gotta just, you know, gotta keep keep on the path, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Where, where are you at right. these days, George? Um, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm, I've been in, you know, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people keep asking me that even all these years. I've been in Brooklyn since pretty much 2003. Um, I spent one year back in Philly. I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I spent okay. one year in, back in Philly, like 2006, 2007. But everybody's always like, are you here in New York? And I'm like, yeah, I've been here pretty, pretty long time. And they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm around, you know, so that's always my, that's always my thing when people are like, so where are you? I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of around. <laughs> uh, it's you know New York is funny because I used to live in New Orleans. That's how I know Greg, but for many years. Mm-hmm. But New York is like you could be here every day and no one ever see you, which is weird, right? And or you could be gone for a year and nobody miss you. <laughs> right? No, definitely, 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 definitely. It's just I mean, but that's the thing is like why I like New York so much because it's like all right. I can see everybody or I can see nobody at all and not have to go anywhere. Like, it's like the cool thing for me. Like I can like totally vanish in like a sea of people and be like, cool. Like nobody, <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can nobody hide out now. And yeah. 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 It's a weird feeling of being invisible amongst many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, George, I, I want to jump right into this, man. And I, I do want to get the people, you mentioned Philly. So you grew you grew up in Philly and you kind of you didn't you didn't like at least from your bio it didn't seem like you went to like a jazz school or this you and played that. You kinda... violin or viola yeah. yeah um so I'm like this weird mixture of a lot of things which a lot of people kind of don't know it's like if you know me when I was a kid then you'd be like oh yeah he does that and then a different part <laughs> of my life it's like oh yeah I knew him when he was doing that and different part of my life they're like oh yeah I know where he did that but I actually grew up playing um classical violin so i grew up playing classical violin and piano because my mom was a violin teacher for 30 plus years in a school district and my dad was who just recently passed away was a church organist church pianist and he played a lot of classical music so i played violin and piano um years for for years and years and years and when i was 14 13 14 i thought i was going to be the next like pink is zuckerman so i started playing viola also so i'm like i'm like the concert master of my orchestra and then sitting like first viola chair and another orchestra and then like so and then playing piano 
for like small, you know, so I was doing a lot of things classically, but um, I'm, it was, makes me weird is um, as I was doing all this somewhere in high school, I met a bunch of cats that were, um, we became like great friends at the time um, that were deep into jazz. And these cats was like Jalil Shaw and Jonathan Blake. And these, you know, these are my people. It's like, you know, Blau, we all went to the same high school. And we're, hanging all together so like somewhere in like 10th grade 11th grade i was like so uh you know i'm trying to figure out this jazz thing and they were like kind of like cool and jonathan's dad was you know the great job Blake jr so you know i was taking lessons with him and his dad and my mom were like really good friends and but they didn't really have an interest in jazz violin they were like don't you play piano and i was like yeah but like <laughs> that's the violin thing over there you know they were like yeah, but there's no piano player here. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could play violin over there. And somehow they just kept, <laughs> they just kept pushing me over there. And I was like, yo, they were like, you know, it's like, you know, chords. I'm like, yeah, I know chords. I got my theory. I could do all that. And they were like, but I'm, I'm, I got this violin thing. And they were like, no, 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 go sit on the piano. So, you know, it's, um, so that was kind of like my intro to like, you know, why everybody knows me as a pianist up here in New York, but then everywhere else in Philly, they're like, you know, violin and viola, classical, the whole thing. Um, yeah, but that's you know that's probably where you're sensing my whole jazz non-jazz weirdness thing going on. Yeah, well, you, you know, like just just I think it's it's so common for people to be like, oh, you know, I, I did this and I, I I went to jazz school or I went to a conservatory from an early age. Mm-hmm. Cats can be, especially cats that are on your level of musicianship, like they've been groomed since they were two to be a jazz musician, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I mean, there was a lot of that in Philly. You know, Philly was deep because it's, um, I was talking to somebody else about this a couple, a few weeks ago, but Philly's deep because it, it does have that very, very, very thick jazz tradition. You know, you had like, I mean, where do you start? You had McCoy Tyner, you know, Coltrane had a stint there. Davis had a stint there. You had uh, Shirley Scott. You had, I mean, this list is so insanely long. It's like, it, it's the, to go down, it would be like, I, Oh yeah, I forgot about like five people there, and it's, but it's but the tradition. Um, I want to say the jazz tradition, but that's not even actually true. The mm-hmm. the the music tradition in Philadelphia is insanely deep because when I was growing up, as I was saying, like there was like Renard Edwards, who was like one of the first black violists for the Philadelphia Orchestra. He was hanging around, wow. and he's coming over my house like, "Yo, George, pull out that viola. Let's see let's see what's going on." And then a couple weeks later, John Blake Jr. would come over and be like, what that violin? What you doing? You know, and these cats, they were just around like all the time, whether you play classical jazz or whatever the situation was. These cats were around and they were just like the tradition was deep and they it just kept being passed on, passed on, passed on, which is something that I know happens in New Orleans. You know, it's like the same type of like it, it literally gets passed on generation to generation. Um, with the care and the knowledge and understanding of like, this is how it actually is. This is what it's actually supposed to be about. So, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that like, you know, Greg grew up in New Orleans, so he knows all about that. He grew up, his mentor was uh, Alvin Baptiste. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I am definitely familiar with him. Yeah. And so, yeah, me and Greg, we both had Alvin's. My my mentor, <laughs> I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and so he his name is Alvin Fielder, and he mm-hmm. was one of the uh, the founding mem- members of AACM in Chicago. So, oh. <clears throat> but so you know, like that that 
mentorship and that passing on the knowledge, especially I think in the black community is, is kind of sacred. It's kind of like church almost, you know? Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. Like it's, it's, yeah, I could give you like 35 examples, like just like that of how that happens in the black community. It's like, you know, so definitely is. So I want to fast forward to this record reciprocity Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, how did this, how did, what was the inspiration? Um, man. So this album was, I've, you know, I'm, I'm actually older than people think I am. I've, I've been around a long time. By but, 86? Um, you, look, you look by 86, bro. You know, man. I was going to guess 23 tops. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Man, I'm going to have to uh, send, send Zoom some dollars. You know, they got that, that pager, pager face thing going on. <laughs> you could just Venmo me. It's all good. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the album Reciprocity, um, so Reciprocity, you know, it's because of my weird, like my weird background, I, 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 I did a stint where I worked at a, a summer music program, a summer arts, we weren't allowed to call it a summer arts camp. It was like a summer arts community or whatever, like 10 years. So I'm, you know, I've always been like, I went to the creative and performing arts in Philadelphia. So I've always been in the arts, like when I say like I'm a musician, but I've always been like around dancers all the time. I've always been around visual artists all the time. I've always been around writers all the time. I've always been around the theater all the time. Like I'm like deeply into the arts. Um, mm-hmm. So to the point that like, I know like a lot of, just a lot of different things. But when this album came around, um, my first album, I like released the album and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to release this album and like, I'm going to write a bunch of tunes and we're just going to play. We're going to burn out and like, like every jazz musician, we just going to, we going all, we going, we going all in, you know, and it's, you know, and I was thinking about it, like, all right, so I got to do another album or I think I do. So I'm going to do another album. And I sat and thought about it a lot. And one of the things that I, I had already had a bunch of few tunes and then I had a couple other few tunes. And my biggest thing about this album was trying to, was actually making an album that's cohesive from the beginning to the end that's like a, i'm i'm older so it's like that's my thing i don't understand the idea of singles or tracks or dropping one, two songs before the album i don't under like that's the concept i'm just like i don't i don't i get it but like it's not my thing so okay. putting this album together you know i, I wanted the one thing I, I thought about is like i wanted to make it um i needed to simplify everything that i was doing or all the music that i had done or, or all the um just try to simplify a very particular sound and focus it as focus make it as focused as i could from the beginning to the end while adding the right type of stuff in it at the time so when i started thinking about that album i was working with the sunrise orchestra and i had been working with them for a while and one thing there's there's Marshall Allen who's who's the head of the Summer Orchestra now and he's 96 he'll be 97 this month I believe, wow. um, but he's been touring he's knows a whole lineage of jazz like he's been around you know we're talking he's like oh yeah I remember we was at a party with Oscar Peterson and I was at a party with Art Tatum and I'm at a party you know you, so when you hear somebody like that like like firsthand not like secondhand or I heard this happen it's like you kind of like your ears kind of perk up a little bit. And what I realized about him more than anything else is um, it wasn't like what he was saying. It was like how he how he talked about music, Hmm. which I found very interesting because, you know, it's 
I from here's jazz school, and it's like you know this is that, this is that, this is that, this is that. But he talked about music through stories, even at his age. You know, he was like, yeah, you know, when we was in Bolivia or wherever we was, and you know, we watched the crowd, and this happened, and this happened, and he never talked about the music of like who was playing the most killing stuff. He always talked about it from the perspective of how did that, how did the music make other people, how did people relate to the music that they were playing that night, wow. and how you know, and that was like. For me, it was like refreshing to hear that. Like, and I'm like, this dude is like 96, and he's like just out there, like talking about it. So I was, you know, I, I interviewed him a few times on this. We was on tour for like two months, and I interviewed him a few times. And you know, he he just he just started talking, and I was like, well, I could, you know, I, some of this I got to get this in here. And then another part of the album was, you know, just trying to open up the harmonic aspect of it to the point where there's like no actual harmonic aspect, you know, it's a couple of tunes on here. People are like, Oh, what's the changes? And I was like, yeah, quietly as it's kept, there's not a single change on that, on that track. And people are like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, no, there's, you know, I like really opened it up. Like there's yeah. other tracks. It's like straight changes. So it's, I just tried to put it together in a way that it was like, one, it, 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 it touched people or I tried to get it to touch people in a way that Marshall explain how i mean this guy's 96 who i wanted to say like how music should go like he's lived it all he's seen it all but try to get it to be relatable to every single person that listened to the album whether you was a jazz cat whether you was a rock cat whether you was a r&b cat whether you was a, or whatever you consider yourself to be because i don't even understand that concept of putting yourself in boxes but just that alone you know so it's that's i mean a small nutshell that's how it came about okay yeah i, I like that a lot man that's <laughs> such a so many fascinating um bits of information you dropped there um but i just wanted to say earlier i love the title of your first record so much <laughs> oh <laughs> it's like I, man and, and i love and i love also the the title of the second record and i was just kind of like I, you know when you were talking about kind of like the being influenced by so many different works of art dancers uh visual artists and things like that it's just just in checking out the the title of the record the the artwork and then hearing the music it's like this whole experience where i get to like smell hear look taste and like like all these different things happen um and and i love it because it's it's again i think maybe what you were touching on earlier you know everyone has a different relationship with music and some cats just grow up doing music in school and stuff, you know? And so right. two, fives, two fives are real, just as real as that time we were playing a gig with some cats and wherever, you know? That, no, they were. That is, that's definitely true. But I, I want to commend on. you on, even before hearing you say that, like, I just, you know, you kind of took me on a ride and on, on a lot of different uh, senses. Uh, but, but going back to reciprocity, when you were writing the record, were you thinking about like, were you did you have a couple tunes and then you were like trying to like make a flow throughout the entire album or did you like compose the entire album as like a piece of music so uh, so i have so i had a i had a few tunes and and one thing there's something that i do that i that i, I mean I, I i learned from um the, my career has been playing with a lot of i, I mean they, they call me the old head now <laughs> a lot of my career has been composed of playing with a lot of old heads, you know, and I played with Odin Pope for years. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure. I'll, yeah. So I played with them for, man, from like 2002 to like 2013 and being on all these stages everywhere. And like one thing that he would do, he would, he would, 
he would let other cats on the stage that what like have the stage. Like he would literally be like, all right, um, George, you got it. And like everybody would leave the stage and I'd be like, yo, like you're like, you know, 2000 people out there. He'd be like, all right, you got it. We'll, you know, bring us back in, you know, and, 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 and him doing that. What I realized is he had a very specific trust in his band members. He had a very specific trust in the people that he used. And that's something that like, I was like, all right, so I need to pick that up. So in writing this album, I had like a few tunes, but like there's a track on there. Um, there's a track on there later on. Um, uh, I think it's like track seven where it starts off with the vocalist. And I have, you know, it's it's um, Alexa Barcini. And she was like, y'all have this idea. And I was like, cool, let's check it out. And I was like, all right, I could, we could flip this. And it was like, you know, it's like just having that trust to be like, all right, you got something? Let's put it together. Let's see if we can make it work and we can make it bigger than what it is. You know, the same thing. There's another tune on here that was a tune written by Matt Davis, um, Third Prayer, who's who actually played viola and his group. He has like a whole like non-net and he has a string quartet with the woodwind quint with the woodwind quintet and the and the trio. So it's more than a non-net. But um I, I was playing viola and I was like, I need to play this. Can I play this tune? Can I borrow it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use it. So it's, it just kind of all fell together, but a lot of it was just like trusting other cats and trusting other cats opinions about what we can get done and how we can get done. And just everybody's adding something to the pot to like, be like, what if we tried this or what if we add this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, that's interesting, man, because the idea of trust, I, I like to call it on the bandstand family. So, so right. Me- Say yeah, it, it's rare for that to happen in New York these days. Mm-hmm. I have this whole theory about that just because there's so many people and we're all just bouncing from gig to gig. Right, but right. In, in the older days, like in, in Odin's situation, it, they were family. Mm-hmm. It was like a few guys, you play with a band for a certain amount of years and they became your family. So you did develop that kind of trust. And it seems like he immediately or at some point gave that to you. And you also give that to your to your band to your bandmates, and that's that to me that's that's huge, man, and that's something that we're really missing in the scene today. Yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, for my opinion, it's like the most important. I me, mean, it's like so the quintet that that's on there is like Tim Warfield, who's who was like my mentor, like you know, growing up. But like you know, he, he it's it's I you know it's me, and then there's a, some other guys who are younger than me. So we, it's 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 a it's a it's. A, it's a, what I think is missing from music and, and, and that, I mean, from my perspective, I also think that's everybody's fighting to get to the top. Also, everybody's like scratching and clawing to be that cat, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I gotta be that dude, you know, it's like, I'm like, nah, I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to, you can just play right. music and it, it still works out. Like, so I think that's probably what you're noticing too, about the yeah. scene to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, it's just different, like coming from the South where there's like 10 or 15 people, period, on the whole scene. Like everybody mm-hmm. in the scene is your best friend. Everybody is a family. And so right. like it, it just it just lives and breathes a different way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Man, look, let's, why don't we, uh, I want to play a few seconds of the video, of this video for Reciprocity and, and let the people see what you're working with. So here cool. we go. 
Man, like it's funny because early, like first of all, the music, the visuals, all of that is perfect, you know. And and I was like, man, should I should I ask for this whole thing? Because it's not that long, and also it's, it's killing. But that's what you sent me, so I was like, right, I'm gonna just let it rock. But <laughs> I I think that like first of all, I just want to know how did you afford to pay for. A- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I have a, 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 I have a dirty secret. No, um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there's something. I mean, I'm like, if I can be real, I'm like a old, I'm like kind of like a old school hustler to it. Like, <laughs> I'm like to be on some real shit. I'm like a old school hustler in a way that people don't even realize that still exists. Okay, um, and. You know, my dad was a he was a he was a church musician. So he 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 his hustle was like, all right. So I got the funerals this week. I got the wedding this week. I got church this week, and then wrench, wash, repeat, and then I can slide a couple more in there. Right. So that's my whole perspective about how to like get things done. Like you just gotta really, really, really push. But the other side of that is like you gotta be resourceful as. <laughs> And when I say resourceful, you have to, you kind of, you know, for me, it's like, I have, you, for me, it's like, I, I look for things. I look for things in people that I can use. Like I, I like, I don't, I don't like if somebody else is doing all these things, I, I don't go running to that. Be like, can you do this for me also? I'm like, absolutely not that dude, but I'll, I'll look for something. And I'm like, I can use that. I can definitely use that. So that particular video was done by an animator named Sigmund Washington. Hmm. Sigmund Washington is a brother. He's from Texas and we just met two years ago and we had all the same friends. So Sigmund was, he was in Philadelphia when I was in Philly. He went to university arts. I went to temple. We had all the same friends, but for whatever reason, we just never crossed paths. So a friend of mine who lives in, um, she lives in Switzerland, been there for, she's been there, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. He had, you know, she, she had a little small 30 second video done by him. And I was looking at it like, yo, this dude is ridiculous. <laughs> and he did, he only had put out nothing big before. And then he hit me up. And then like I saw another video, some other videos, and like conceptually, he had like everything like there. I was just looking like this dude is the shit. So, you know, I had I recorded the song. Be, me and Alexa, you know, we we, we tracked the song and I and I sent it over to him. And he was like, you know. We started talking and he was like, oh, yeah, I was in Philly when you was in Philly. I was I was there at University Arts for jazz saxophone. And I was like, oh, shit. Cool. And then he hit me up. You know, we started talking and, and we started talking about concepts and trying to tell a story. And I was like, you know, my biggest thing about jazz people felt, or jazz musicians who felt videos is like conceptually they're not there. And it's like, you know. I remember growing up and like all the cast was like, when you take a solo, when you take a solo, you know, you want to tell a story from the beginning to the end. Yada, yada. And I was sitting there thinking like, so how can I make this, this whole thing, one long story with the solo, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, how do I, how do we do this and make it a jazz video, but not make it cheesy. But like, you know, it's like all these layers that we was, and we talked about this for like three months. Like I would call him, I send him a bunch of stuff and he called me and be like, well, what do you think about this? 
we talked about a bunch of directors and a bunch of, you know, with, with a whole line of like stop motion animators, because that's what that particularly is, right. um, which is a very specific style of animation. Um, if, if anybody's listening to, or if anybody's seen stop motion, it's, it's, he's literally, uh, watercolors like water paints and markers and um things of that nature and he's moving every single scene in like every so i think he was doing 24 frames per second oh my god but yeah it's like it's like insane insanely timely and insanely you know and it's it adds a little jerkiness to it like gumby you know that like kind (laughs) of like you know like gives it like a certain thing that you go that's cool but like so you know it's it's the artistic nature of it but Mm -hmm. He um he was he's he was he's he's not young but he's it's something that he just got into in the last like three or four years and wow. I was like oh so can we do this you know and he was like yeah and I was like all right so how much is it going to cost me and he was like well <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know we worked out a little a little shiny deal real quick okay. you know right. so. And then you know, and it, and it all worked out. And I, I I deal to I mean you know, it I deal to a nutshell was like you know if if we can get this, I'll do everything I can to push it. And I have a, a an amazing publicist. And I was like, well, we'll 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 push this to the end. And you know, and it just kind of worked out. You know, so it's like I was like, oh, this is way better than I, you know. It's just like you, you, you I, I'm like really self critical. So it's like anything that's like anything wrong, I'm like, oh man, let's just let's just trash it, you know. And I was looking at that like, oh dude, man, they're not gonna even talk about my record, man. They they, they don't they're not gonna care about me. I, did I what I do to myself here? Like he just he just no. he just killed it. So well, I, you know. I, I think the visuals and the music match perfectly. It's like they're soulmates, you know what I mean? Totally. And yeah. When I saw the whole presentation from honestly from your website. To the to the video to the music you're creating, it's funny that you mentioned that you had a really amazing publicist because I I thought to myself this dude's publicist is on point, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's killing yeah she's killing yeah. like I was like wow she, she, you you guys really killed it the whole package man and you got several awards Tacoma Film Festival Best Video London Music Video uh in the just hey, just board. just to throw this in there all the young cats out there just trying to hire a publicist uh th- this gentleman george here has a, an amazing art of substance so all that starts <laughs> with creating some bad 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 art right then you get a publicist and they sell it but you, the yeah. publicist is not the secret <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't tell my publicist that you're like hey i'm like hey Look, we cool, right? No. You gotta set her up. You gotta, um, set, you gotta set the publicist up for success, though. Yeah, you know, you, you yeah, know. you have to, and and, it's, and you know she's she's amazing because we, I mean, we've been working for years, but it's like it's like I'm like all right, I got all this stuff. What can we do with it? You know, she, you know, it's it's a you, you got to start with the art. You gotta, you know, my whole thing is like you gotta have an absolute full concept from the beginning to the end because mm-hmm. it's like if we like if, if we're gonna be real about the situation. And for and from my perspective, we're gonna be real about the situation about jazz and everything that we're doing now. It's like we look back and we check out like all those albums, like all the. I'm just gonna you know check out all the Coltrane albums, the Miles Davis or Herbie Hancock, like the early albums, and like if you really think listen to those albums conceptually, those joints from the beginning to the end is that's like science. Yeah. 
like is like as real as they come. So it's like, so we just gonna get up there and just play some tunes? Like, no, <laughs> nah, that's not what it is. Like, you know, so we, I'm, you know, if if, if we're trying to, and that's another like weird thing I have about mine because I'm like I can't, I'm not topping those dudes. Like they made this, you know they they laid it down so hard. It's like you gotta for me. It's like I gotta keep pushing, pushing it conceptually in a, in a way but trying to be true to who i am as a person and a musician at the same time um which is what i know about all these guys you know playing with odin for years and knowing and playing with marshall allen and playing you know there's an opera that i played for 10 years also which is a lot of people don't know but this it's but i had like marietta simpson on it and she's like telling me like years ago like you know how it is and this is what it is and like just what art is not just what music is what the, the art of music is and that's kind of how i grew up in the whole situation you know so it's you know wow when you, you're talking about putting together like the total package and things like that and and i just from again like checking out your work i i can see that 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 spans way beyond just the music and so maybe if you wouldn't mind speaking about um like how i i I, I can tell you're incredibly intentional, but maybe could you discuss maybe some of your process on like in, uh, you know, creating the art, like the artist, uh, you know, in, in addition to the music? Um, I think I know, I think I know what you're asking. Like, like I feel like, I feel like, like I just have an experience like with the website, with the art on the, uh, um, on the, the album, with the, the words you choose to describe yourself and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you, you know, you really embody the idea of an artist like Prince or something like that. So I, I, I'm not, I'm never sure if I consider myself an artist. I'm kind of weird. Cause I'm, uh, I, I don't, I don't take myself that seriously as a person. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a whole thing. It's just a whole thing. We can talk about that later. Um, but I remember, you know, it's about 10, I don't know, what year are we? We had 21. About 2012, 2000, 2000, 2010, about 2010, 2011. Um, I was teaching at University of Penn in Philadelphia. And we, there was a, they had a whole thing where they were giving Ramsey, Ramsey Lewis an award. And I remember, you know, he came, he came and they had a bunch of us, the, the, the faculty play and we played and everything. And, you know, he, he came up and he got his award. It was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Mr. Ramsey. You know, Mr. Lewis, I think I called him. I can't remember. Um, and he said to me, you know, and he was like, all right. He's like, cool, brother. And he was like, so I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, how sometimes that's like kind of like, that's like it. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, you know. I got off the stage and I'm walking in the back and, you know, I'm walking to the coffee machine or something. And he's, he's like, he's like, George, yo, come over here, young brother. And I was like, Oh, what's up, man? And he was like, man, I really enjoyed your playing. Yada, 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 yada. And I was like, cool. And I was like, you know, I, I've heard all this stuff, you know, I have this record and you know how you do your thing and you, you know, you start running off his whole life story through records and, you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he was like, when am I going to hear you? And I was like, oh, you just did it. Like, like wow. he's like, no, no, no. He's like, when am I going to hear you? And I remember this very specific moment. Mm. And I was like, well, I just played. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I hear the McCoy. I hear this. He was just, he literally was just running it off. Like, and I could hear that. And I was like, man, this, I mean, why wouldn't you know? You're like, you know, Ramsey was. And he was, <laughs> and, 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 like, you know, it's like, 
And he's like, well, when are you gonna when are you gonna start to play? And I was like, oh, I'm teaching at a university. And I, <laughs> All right, well, and I remember that triggered something very particular mm. of how I started to listen to music mm. and what I started, like what I started to internalize and what I started to keep and what I, what I started to really decide on what matters, you know, how I listen to music, how I want music to come across, how I want a very particular sound to come across. Um, it was, it was like, I remember that very specific point because every year after that, I started playing weirder and weirder and weirder and everybody was like, What's wrong with this dude? I was like, don't fire me yet. I'm working on, like, I'm just working through some stuff in my head. Like, just give me, give me like two or three more gigs. Like, let's, let's just, we'll get there, you know? But I remember that very specific point and being like, all right. So he's pretty much just was like, when are you going to be you and do your own thing? And I was just like, well, I kind of, it, it added on to what I already was in, in the arts world, what I already kind of knew, what I already kind of experienced, what I already kind of, saw and other artists and other musicians and in theater and like you know you when you watch a movie you see like certain 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 actors and actresses play the same character all the time because they're literally just kind of playing themselves you know <laughs> so it's like zach nicholson you see him and you're like this dude is the same dude in you know every where movie, right? every movie where he whether he's going red the, the red rum movie to like it's like the same dude all these years yeah and i was like oh <laughs> all right yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. I think about all the actors like that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, once it's it's one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee. You're like, oh, yeah. you know. So if I saw you in a bar, I don't need to ask you to play that role, do I? You just kind of yeah. it's just like it's not really acting. It's just who they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I remember at that time and being like, all right. So I just started thinking. You know, I remember just like. I started comping differently behind people. Like I started playing like my way I approached solo solos was a little bit differently. How I started to hear things was a little bit differently. It's just like, I just started like trying to tap into my own like brain and try to like, just try to like actually play what I heard as opposed to playing like what I transcribed like 10 years ago or five years ago, or that album that like, Oh, these are some cool. I, was, I just kind of like was literally kind of pushing that away so that i could try to figure out who i am as right. my own person and player and all that other stuff that comes with it yeah that's beautiful man because i think that as an artist like or as a creator the scariest thing you can be is yourself because it's, yeah right it's, it's like it's just, hard yeah because you got to let go of everything that you studied and everything you heard and just step out here and just do do you yeah it's it's hard. It's it's hard. You you can <laughs> you lose friends. <laughs> like yo, what's wrong with this dude? I'm like, no, I'm cool. Just give me like I'm working through something. Like, all right, you're out. Do you do you think that you could have come to your yourself as an artist had you not spent all that time with the greats like McCoy and, and all those other cats? No, no, you need that. That's the foundation. Like, I mean, that's that's just what it is. Like, you need. I mean, we all know this. It's like you need you need to check out you need to check out all that stuff. You need to check it out. You need to learn it. You need to. Know. I mean, it's 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 you have to. I mean, you can't with no foundation. You, you, there's nowhere to go. You know, you can't build a concept or nothing. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like we're always kind of walking that tightrope. But it's like when when am I gonna when do I have enough 
knowledge and experience in my in my life and myself to to be an actual artist versus like being you know 15 like i'm an artist i don't need to study that shit <laughs> well, that's- or, or, or being 65 and never having played like yourself you know <laughs> right yeah. it's that weird it is that tightrope it's like all right so is it okay for me to be me now no no, no let me let me be quiet a little bit longer you know yeah. so but, yeah. i mean i don't know i just kind of was like screw it like i got nothing to lose i, yeah. I didn't have a record company being like do this i was like <laughs> my money like i remember me and um my boy Derek hodge he's um we're like really good friends because we went to college together and everything and i remember we were just talking about the first album and i was like so I want to do this and that, this and that. And it needs to be a straight ahead album. And he looked at me and was like, why? I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, he literally just was like, why? He's like, you can do whatever you want. I was like, no, but it needs to, you know, we can, we can kick it off. And then it's, a, you know, and I did a recording before that. It was like ridiculous. And then I listened back and was like, this just sounds like another jazz album. I'm not, yeah, cool. It's yeah. killing, but nah, I'm cool. Hey, can you tell can you tell me about the title of that record real quick? How did you come to that title? It's like what is it called? Uh, this is my which one? Uh, the first record. The oh, truth of what yeah. I am is greater than a narcissist. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> Dude, it's, that's a, it's such a it's such a I, 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 love I it. purposely I purposely like was like I don't know if I put this title on everybody's been like yo what what is this like what's wrong with this dude so man I'm trying to when I was like what's right with you yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's 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 usually the line they use on everybody else. They're like, "What's wrong with you?" What's right with you? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but so so Mingus, so Mingus, so a friend of mine when I was in when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, you know, I went to this this summer this summer program that I ended up working at later on, and it, it's it was a dancer there, and she was like, you know, she at the end of the program, it was five week program all the way away, raised together, it's whole thing. And so she was like, I'm giving all my friends poems about their art or by artists or words from the artists and their art field and yada, yada, yada. So she gave, so she gave me one, a, a, a card and, you know, she gave it to me and I was like 16 and I remember looking at it being like, oh shit, this is deep. And on it was a quote by Mingus. Hmm. And the, the Mingus quote was, in my music, I'm trying to, play the truth of what I am how can I play the truth of what I am when I'm changing all the time and that stuck with me my whole entire career wow like I was like because like I mean I mean if I'm if we're everybody's a little bit different but I'm like I'm trying to be who I am all the time like you like me hate me I'm just going to be and play I'm just going to be me and that stuck with me for I don't know forever and the second half of that was, you know, my, my, my first publicist, who was a good friend of mine, she was like, you know, we were talking about putting out an album and she worked with a big um, PR firm before, you know, she started working with me. And she was like, you know, she was like, you have to be a narcissist to a certain extent. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not, that's not even who I am. Like, I mean, we all have it, but like, that. like, you know, so it became this long conversation about being who I am versus being what I need to be hmm. to be that type of, or to be perceived as that type of artist that hmm. you, you think you want to be, or I want to be, or whatever, however you place it in that space. And, you know, it's, and that's how that title became because it was like, well, the truth of what I am is, 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 is that where my perception of it is greater than any nar- narcissistic craziness that I may 
or people may perceive me to be or the truth of what you are may be stronger than the narcissistic part of your personality, you know, because we all have like a certain dual, from my perspective, a certain dual part of that, you know, I mean, it's like who you actually are versus how people perceive you to be. And people perceive you to be a certain place type of person because a certain narcissistic part of you to a certain extent, like wants to force everybody to think, you know, it's a whole thing. Don't yeah. get me started about this. That's no, a whole thing. No, Let's get into the. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, no, I'm, about to, I'm about to sink real deep into it. I'm like, you know what? No, man. I'm like, like, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm like, all this. I'm like, I'm like sinking real deep into it. I'm like, they're going to be like, let's do this. Wow. About to like, solve a bunch right, of the yeah. questions in my life. Just <laughs> 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 <You> stop. <laughs> <laughs> Greg was on the edge of a breakthrough, George. Damn. Oh, shit. oh man. Yo, yo. So, so can you Venmo me for that then? <laughs> I don't know if I got that much money, man. That was that was some killing. That was just like that was deep, man. Oh, There's hard times these days. You ain't noticed, man. I'm like, yo. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm get so, the IRS no. to send my half of the stimulus check over your way. Ah, well, you know. We're coming to the end here. So, I, but before we go, I do want to give you an opportunity to tell all the people where, where they can connect with you, where they can buy all your merch. They can come get a therapy session. They can. <laughs> that's where we're at now. <laughs> Man, not even that. No, it's like, we got to get enlightened, yo. That's like, Light, that's where yeah. we're at. We're getting enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> they can, you know, become your followers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on, I'm on, so I keep, so I did something, I did something a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago where like, cause I got this, like this, the, the, the album was like nominated by the NAACP and yeah. I was like, all right. And I was like, cool. I am somebody. So I went on all my social media and I was like, all right, so I'm going to change my name to George Burton official. Because <laughs> for like for like for like forever, it was like it was my 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 tags. My my name was always like the porch. It's like George the porch, like George the porch. You put pie like George the porch. Yeah. Um, it just became the porch, and then like last couple weeks ago, I changed it to George Burton official. I just was like, it's saying it's not feel good. So I, just, I changed it back to the porch on all my social media. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just was like, that's not even who I am. Like, I'm not official. Like, I mean, yeah, that's just not how I look at myself. Um, but so you can find me on the Porridge on every platform. And um, I have my website, which is the best place to go because I can, like, you know, make it shiny, um, yeah. which is georgebirdmusic.com, um, which has, I try to keep it, you know, together as best as I can. Yeah. So. I, I can vouch, man. That website is beautiful, man. You know, so yeah, are you maintaining that website yourself? I, I do I do everything myself. Literally everything except mm-hmm. except for the publicist. My publicist takes care of like publicist stuff. Um, but I, I literally do like from the design of, of the, the, the album to producing to the website to I literally do everything. Wow. Yes incredible to hear because you you have created a complete package of just like just some beautiful work man ah really appreciate it just trying to trying to keep it moving absolutely bro look man hey george man thank you so much for coming on the working artist project man oh thanks for having me really appreciate it 
Yeah, bro. It's been a vibe. Hopefully, I talk your talk your ear off about craziness and therapy oh. sessions and. <laughs> Hit my therapist up after this, like, so I was talking to some guys today. Oh, I'm like, yeah, that was all about you. I'm like, yes, yeah, I gotta work it out. We may need a group therapy after that, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what time is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. so we're, we're, thank you for having me. So, absolutely, I talk enough. You did it. You did your thing, man. Well, my name is Darian Douglas. Gregory Ajit. Uh, thank you so much, George. It was such a pleasure having you on this evening. Absolutely. Thank you. See y'all next time. Peace. Something.